2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, we're here, still waiting for them to announce a new president-elect it's friday we still don't have a an official announcement yesterday on this show i did say that on thursday there would be an official call and you know what everybody it happens sometimes i was wrong although in my defense if you look at the number of ballots yet to be counted and you look at the percentage breakdown of the remaining ballots It has been a mathematical certainty for the last 24 hours who the next president is going to be. But we sit here and wait. If there is an announcement during the show, I will make it here on the air. I will not be the first media outlet to call this election, although I've been thinking about it for a while. But I'll wait, because we have a lot of other things to talk about here today. Final segment of the show, Denise Salcedo is going to be on the air. We're going to talk to her about her big show coming up tomorrow night only for... Twitch subscribers, twitch.tv slash F4W video. She'll be doing the post show for AEW Full Gear. So we'll talk to her about that and her usual Wednesday show as well. That's coming up in the final segment of the show. And although I was wrong in my prediction yesterday about the election being called, what I was right about, what I was right about was that the top 50 shows, the top 50 shows, This past Wednesday night, were all news shows. We did not have Home and Garden Television doing a news show because we didn't need it. CNN was like the top twelve, Fox News in there. So AEW and NXT did not chart. Sounds terrible, but in fact, the numbers were all right, especially for AEW. We'll tell you about that when we come back from the break, and so much more today. Lots of news. Back in a moment are alive
4: using an overpriced trash bag pricey 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 a bag that breaks Whippy wimpy, wimpy or a smelly bag
2: stinky stinky stinky
4: you gotta snag hefty's ultra strong trash bag. Always at an ultra-low price.
2: Hefty, hefty, hefty!
4: It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra-Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty,
2: hefty, hefty! And now, a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go.
4: So, traffic has been crazy lately, right? And rush hour? Forget it. Nobody wants to let you merge onto the highway. <laughs> but, hey, somebody
5: let
6: you merge or you wouldn't be there. So drivers <laughs> who switch to Progressive could save big.
2: Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi will be joining us in the second segment of the show. Denise Salcedo in the third segment of the show. I'm going to go solo here for the first few minutes. Got a lot to get into. I've already got people on the Twitch chat here. Oh, it didn't take a genius to know that the top 50 were going to be all news. Listen, bro. It's easy in hindsight to say, obviously, the top 50 were going to be news. But let me tell you something. It's 2020. You guys know what's happened in 2020? Everything. It's a meme. Well, of course, it's 2020. Well, we've had coronavirus, pandemic, record number of deaths, riots, debates, dudes going nuts. Every single crazy story that has happened in the year 2020 never has it even been resembling the whole top 50 being news? Never. Not even been close. So, yes, if you would like to say that I didn't go out on a limb by saying the top 50 was going to be news, knock yourself out. But there is zero precedent for this in 2020. Not even close. So, with all that said, these are the numbers. Yesterday we get the chart. Everything is news as noted. But, in fact, it's not quite as bad as it sounds, as I noted, especially for AEW. And, of course, nothing works, as always, here on this program. But it's going to work here in a second because I don't give up. Coverage of the 2020 election dominated the cable TV charts. Dynamite finished outside the top 50, 18 to 49, for the first time ever yesterday. For the first time ever yesterday. Even though all of you thought it was a foregone conclusion. The top 50 would be all news. 717,000 viewers for AEW Dynamite. 610,000 viewers for NXT on the USA Network. Dynamite, the go-home show for full gear. Dynamite was down 8.2% in overall viewers from last week. But in the 18-49 to 49 demo, the show finished 56th on cable with a 0.30 rating. Last week, when news was not the top 50, they finished with an 0.32. So despite the entire top 50 being news, Dynamite was down 0.02 from the week prior in the 18-49 to demo. If you exclude the news shows, if you talk entertainment, sports, etc., the only thing that beat Dynamite was an episode of The Real Housewives, I believe of OC. Could be wrong about exactly where these Real Housewives are at, but that's the only thing that beat Dynamite. Dynamite beat all other programming, including sports, number two on cable outside of the news shows. It was actually, quite frankly, a pretty incredible number given the competition. NXT did not quite do so well. They finished with a 0.14 0.14 in 18 to 49, which is a dismal number. As far as viewers, they were down significantly. But of course, last week was Halloween havoc, so of course they're going to be down in viewers. 30.0 or 30.4 percent in viewers, and uh, the 18 to 49, as noted, 0.14. That's down 44 percent. So not good. 1.327 million was actually if you if you look at everything that took place on Wednesday night, the combined viewership was only the lowest since May. So, I mean, they had shows early in the pandemic that combined did significantly worse than Wednesday night. So the numbers are not great when you look at them. But in reality, the AEW number held up extraordinarily well. NXT number did not hold up quite as well. But while you can throw all of the numbers out, it's not a complete disaster now obviously the good news for AEW is the numbers held up quite well for them and it was the go-home show for full gear so this coming Saturday night they got a pay-per-view I think it's going to do well if I had to make a prediction here and as you're all well aware my predictions have been spot-on of late I would say easily 100,000 pay-per-views Maybe as high as 120,000 buys. It is a very strong card. Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Darby Allin versus Cody Rhodes for the title. FTR versus the Young Bucks for the tag team titles. Moxley versus Kingston for the world title, which the build on Wednesday for that match was just fantastic. Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara in a cinematic match. The Elite Deletion. Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose for the women's title. Jericho versus MJF, where if MJF beats Chris Jericho, he is allowed to join the inner circle. Orange Cassidy will be facing John Silver. And as we've noted multiple times, in the buy in match, it will be Serena Deeb, an AW star, defending the NWA title against Allison Kaye, who just left the nwa so in another generation that would be a blowaway match but in 2020 it's a match involving people from a lot of different organizations so that is the lineup for the show and as noted a little bit later on denise salcedo is going to be joining us she'll be doing a post show after full gear tomorrow night twitch.tv slash f4w video and of course the replay will be available video.f4wonline.com and of course the podcast at WrestlingObserver.com. And believe it or not, I believe that Mike did find a way to get online. So, Mike, any thoughts on any of this here?
5: I believe I'm here. Uh, by the way, no update yet. Still, we we are, we are, still have nothing called yet. I know you want to make this call. Are, are you going to do it by the end of the show? Are you going to be the one who finally steps up and can call Gwinnett County, can call Fulton County, can call all of these places and put an end to all of this nonsense, Brian Alvarez? I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. It's we a, it's a big
3: responsibility to be the first media outlet to to call the presidency in 2020. But...
5: It is. But you know what? By your own words, you have just been calling everything just right. So you, you should probably go ahead and do that by the end of the show. But uh, the numbers on Wednesday were amazing, the way that they held up on both sides of the ledger. Obviously, very impressive for AEW with the 18 to 34 rating and that not falling as deep as some would think in fact you know barely falling at all that was incredibly impressive and really nxt's number two i mean it was going to be down from halloween havoc but i thought it could actually be in the 500s and for it to be at 610 you know good (laughs) very good for them and very good for wrestling that things were able to hold on and we were able to get 1.4 million people to continue to tune in and you know the the, the pay per view does have a lot to do with it. They have done a good job building towards it. And Eddie Kingston and John Moxley have been fantastic, and if nothing else on that show, you have that. And plus, you do have a bunch of things for everybody. You have FTR and the Young Bucks who have been going at each other. You have Sammy and and Matt Hardy for those people that are into cinematic matches, and. Also watching car crashes, too, the way those two have feuded with each other. So there's a little bit of everything for everybody on this show, not the least of which is also Kenny Omega and Adam Page, which they've been building to for a long time as well. So this is going to be hopefully a culmination of a, a bunch of good things ending up into a good show on Saturday night. we
3: got some people here asking for the lineup for SmackDown tonight. I'd be happy to tell you we have three matches announced. We got two Survivor Series qualifying matches. Seth Rollins will be facing Otis, and Rey Mysterio will be facing Baron Corbin. Oh. So we'll see what happens in those two matches. And they have also announced that Sasha Banks will be defending her SmackDown women's title tonight against Bayley. And of course, the storyline is that Sasha Banks is never able to successfully hold on to a title. And will the curse be broken? with her beating Bayley tonight. I mean, clearly the feud is going to continue. And the feud continuing with Sasha as champion and Bayley the heel chasing her, it's weird. I'm not saying that the title is going to change hands again tonight. I am saying I don't think it's impossible. It is interesting that we got this match tonight, and then on Wednesday's episode of NXT, it's actually the exact same storyline. Johnny Gargano, the story is that he is cursed, and he can never defend his... North American title, even though I think he's had it one time. But he's going to attempt to break the curse on Wednesday night's NXT. So I guess we'll see what each side decides to do in terms of of booking that. We'll be to a break. When we come back, we'll take your text messages. If you'd like to send those in, 425-780-7566. You can also email me, brian, at wrestlingobserver.com, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter, at Sempervivi. Back in a moment of Observer Live.
1: Three one eight hundred seven five four four five three one eight hundred seven five four four five three one. that's eight hundred seven five four forty five thirty one.
4: A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration.
2: You're listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian
3: Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I'm going to go to the feedback here in a moment, but a couple of things here. So first off, had people on the Twitch chat saying, this NXT number is terrible. Listen, NXT number is not great. AW number is very good. But the fact of the matter is, and if you want, and listen, you're welcome to say that this is terrible for NXT if you want to, because it's you can argue that, but they always always have a major drop after they do one of these special shows. Always. Because whether you want to call it hot-shotting or whatever, they rush to do this big show, it does well, and then invariably, when they have a big audience, bigger than usual, they announce nothing for the following show. It happens every time. Now, why they do this, I don't know. Do I think it's dumb? Yes. But it's what they do. And so the drop that they had was not a bigger drop than usual. It was not out of the ordinary. The, the decline based on the previous week was what was to be expected plus competition from the news shows. It's not a horrible number. Now, feel free to argue that why would you not use your biggest audience that you know is going to be a big audience To set up a bunch of stuff for television. Why would you just presume? Because a lot of people watched, they're going to watch the next week. Especially when we can go back and track it, and that doesn't happen. I don't know. But that's what they do. Another thing I want to mention. Tonight, SmackDown is in fact going head-to-head with Joe Biden. He's announced that he will speak at 8 Eastern. So we had somebody, and they actually texted me again this morning. And they said, mark my words, SmackDown will be preempted tonight. Could be. All I know is that WWE is moving forward with the idea that they are not going to be preempted. I don't know if maybe Fox has told them, we ain't going to preempt you no matter what. I have no idea. I mean, there's going to be a million stations carrying Biden. Maybe Fox will be happy with Fox News or something. But they could be preempted. But one way or the other, the viewership of SmackDown, if they are not preempted, If they're sent to FS1, for example, their viewership is going to be massacred. But even staying on Fox, I do believe that they're going to take a hit going head to head with Biden's speech tonight. So we'll see how the numbers are. I would not read too much into the numbers when we get them on Tuesday, the final numbers. Unless, of course, they do great. And then,
5: I mean, there's a lot you can say about that. But if it's a bad number, I would not freak out about it. Well, this this whole thing might get really sloppy, so you could throw the overnight numbers completely out because it's difficult for me to believe that Fox Network is not going to rely on the Fox News coverage and bring that over and at least roll with it for a while. Now, whether SmackDown comes on at 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30, you know, it's going to be interesting. The thing with Fox is with only a two-hour window before they have their local news You know, if this thing starts going into 9 o'clock, then you go, well, what are you going to do, join SmackDown in progress? I, 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 It's going to be tough for me to believe that this thing won't be at least simulcast on FS1, and I can guarantee you it is going to get replays not only on FS1. You could see it uh, on Fox at 11 o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of times where network programming gets shifted around, and then it's kind of up to the locals to decide on, when and and, and if they're going to replay it. And it usually oftentimes tends to be at odd times. I can also see I'm not sure what the NFL schedule is. Uh, But if somebody can pull that up to see what the national schedule is, if Fox is not doing double header games and they don't have the national game at four o'clock and it's over on CBS, I could also see Smackdown airing in a lot of markets where there's not a football game airing. So this whole thing with the ratings may go crazy, but it's really all going to depend on whether we get a full show on Fox and we're going to know that right away at eight o'clock. This
3: person here says, if you were Tony Khan, would you have Eddie Kingston go over Moxley at full gear? I would say probably not. And a couple of reasons for that. Number one, there's no stipulation that if Eddie Kingston doesn't win the title, he can never challenge for it again. So, yes, Eddie Kingston is hot right now. but And by the way, if you're unaware, yesterday Dave and I interviewed Tony Khan. It's up right now at WrestlingObserver.com for subscribers. You can hear the whole podcast. We went about an hour. And he talked about everything. And he's very open about everything. And, you know, one of the things he talked about was having a long-term plan. And obviously with a pandemic and with injuries, there's – it's very difficult. But he very much tries to stick to his long-term plans. And if you watch the show – I mean, it it seems very clear to me, I could be wrong, that the long-term plan is that Moxley is going to remain champion, and I would guess that he ends up being beaten for the title by Kenny Omega. And I know there's this you-deserve-it thing in wrestling, and Eddie Kingston is the greatest, and he's been the greatest for a long time. But this is not about deserving. It's about what's the best story. Is it the best story for Eddie Kingston to upset John Moxley? Where do you go after that? Who's challenging Eddie Kingston? Are you just going to do a rematch and have John Moxley win the title back? I don't picture them going with Kenny Omega versus Eddie Kingston for the title. I mean, it does not make sense in the story that I believe they're telling to veer off and give the title to somebody who actually was never supposed to be in this main event. This was not supposed to be Eddie Kingston headlining full gear. I say this as a person who thinks his character is great. He's a great wrestler. But this is not about who deserves it. This is about what's best for the story. And what's best for the story is Jon Moxley beating him. And plus, the other thing to think about is, here's your other issue. In order for Eddie Kingston to win, your top babyface, Jon Moxley, has to say, I quit. You could do it. I would not do it. So, no, I, I would not put the title on Eddie Kingston
5: on Saturday night. He doesn't need the title. He he just needs a microphone. You know, Eddie Kingston, you know, going out for the TNT title, there's a lot of things Eddie Kingston can do that don't have to deal with the, the World Heavyweight Championship, at least not right now. So I, I see Moxley going ahead and winning that, and I just also want to note, too, since it was brought up in the Twitch chat and I went ahead and checked it at 506 Sports, uh, Fox has only got a single game, uh, so it is possible that Fox affiliates, if the game is postponed or if SmackDown is postponed tonight, it could show up on Sunday. Uh, they have the late game of uh, Las Vegas and the LA Chargers. So if nationally, uh, where they could, if that wanted, to, you know, if they wanted to present that as an option to local channels, that may be where it ends up. Uh, there's apparently a NASCAR race on FS1 tonight. Uh, a live NASCAR race. A lot of money is paid for that. So then now FS2, uh, I guess it, with all of this possibilities could be in play. And if that's the case overnights uh, if they end up on FS2 tonight, they are obviously dead meat considering that there are a lot of, uh, cable packages that don't even carry FS2, not even available in a sports extra tier that you can get. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what these numbers are. But ultimately, none of them may mean anything, even when everything closes out on Tuesday.
3: This person says the USA must be the only nation in history where early votes are not counted early. Who's booking this crap? It's not the United States. Every state is different. Some states, in fact, can count the ballots <sighs> early. Some states were not allowed to even start counting until Election Day. So, that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for people to count. And there were 100 million votes to count. Anybody listening here ever counted to 100 million? I don't think so. And if you did, it wasn't overnight. Why is Raw Underground not here anymore? And they add AEW sucks. Well. <laughs> did Shane write that? Raw Underground they had, this is this is what I was told, okay? They had another outbreak. And the decision was made that this Raw Underground thing, we got Raw people there, we got SmackDown people there, we got NXT people there, and we got Performance Center people there. And if we end up having somebody at the Raw Underground set that ends up having coronavirus, it can be spread to all of these different places. So the idea was... The SmackDown people, and of course, this is right in the middle of the draft when everybody's on every show, but they decided we're going to largely keep the Raw people together, we keep the SmackDown people together, we keep the Performance Center people together, and we keep the NXT people together. If there's an outbreak in one place, it doesn't take down the whole company. Yeah, but you
5: know what? You know where all these people are together? At house parties at each other. I know, (laughs) but, but, but here's the thing. And
3: it's funny because they are independent contractors, And even these WWE independent contractors, I mean, you can't really control what they're going to do when they leave, when they go out and do whatever, okay? But you can control what they do when you're running the show. So, yes, they're all going to go out. They're all going to go to bars. They're all going to go to Halloween parties together. They're all going to do all sorts of this craziness. But that doesn't mean that you have to also perpetuate this with your booking, right? You gotta do your yes. best.
5: That's what they're doing. <laughs> now, before you were a kept man out there making babies and good dadding and whatnot, w- would we be able to keep you away from from Buddy Wayne and from everybody coming out and saying all the olden guys saying this is all a work? Brian, Bro, come listen, out here. And party I have with
3: been, us. I have been following the rules. Okay, I have been following the rules. But and Nelson you know what's Ryan? funny? You know what's funny? It's that? Obviously can't mention his name, but I know somebody in wrestling who got COVID. And they said, dude, I followed the rules more than anybody, and I got it. So anybody can get it. Back in a moment of super Live. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurry ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. See full terms
0: and conditions at
5: fuelrewards.com.
0: This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place littered with unmarked headstones no one visits no one leaves flowers but it doesn't have to be that way for as low as one dollar a day you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses we offer burial insurance plans that pay up to thirty thousand dollars considering the average funeral costs more than ten thousand dollars that's peace of mind for your family there are no medical exams your rates won't increase and your policy cannot be cancelled as long as you make your premium payments Call
1: now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499, 800-516-2499, 800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499, paid for by Final Expense Direct. Javier's auto body is colliding with a shortage of licensed techs.
0: That 2017 is waiting on a clear coat. That 09 needs its left rear sanded, pounded, and painted. And the guy over there is waiting on an estimate. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post.
2: Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by Denise Salcedo.
6: What's up, guys? I'm so excited to be back on here.
3: Yes, WrestlingObserver.com, Wednesday night after the AW and NXT shows, and tomorrow night. She will be doing a special show following the AW Full Gear pay-per-view. And Denise, for those listening and they're like, who, what, when, why? Tell everybody about your Wednesday night show.
6: Yeah, so every Wednesday on the F4W online YouTube channel, I am on there at 8 p.m. Pacific, and I'm basically coming on, and I try to do something different every week, but for the most part, I talk about AEW, I talk about NXT, and I try to switch it up every week and add something different. So I think that the viewers have been enjoying themselves so far, and I've been seeing a lot of like new faces come into the stream, a lot of regulars that I'm finally starting to have regulars, and I mean, I've only had six episodes, so it's pretty exciting to sort of see everyone feedback and even after the show when people tweet me i'm just like oh yay like people are enjoying the show that is so good to hear but it's been pretty fun you know i get to chat with everybody about wrestling stuff and it's just a good time
3: so if you have not already if you go to our youtube page video.f4wonline.com hit the subscribe button it's free but it will ensure that you get updates as to when shows go up either replays of these shows or or denise's live show so subscribe to the channel and get that. And then tomorrow, if I recall, that's going to be an exclusive for Twitch subscribers. Is that right?
6: Yes, from my understanding, that is going to be on to- obviously on Twitch and for subscribers.
3: All right, so it's full gear tomorrow, and I've run down the card multiple times, but I have waited to do official predictions because we are going to do those with you. And Sempy, oh, if, you'd- if you'd like to jump in as well, you're welcome to do it, Semp. I know you don't have an opinion usually, but we can change that here today.
5: All right, I'll I'll try to do my best.
3: All right, so let's start here. The buy-in match, Serena Deeb defending the NWA title against former NWA star Allison Kaye. Who's taking this match?
6: I'm going to go with Serena Deeb just because it's for the NWA women's title. If it wasn't for the title, then I would have gone with Allison Kaye because I definitely think that she could be a main focus in the AEW division.
5: Mike? I'm going with Serena Deeb, but I think most of the eyes are going to be on Allison Kay here, as this is going to be a nice showcase for her. She's got a lot of fans. She comes up big here. She'd be a nice addition every once in a while, if not full-time, to the AEW Women's Roster.
3: Well, I would agree that Serena Deeb is going to win this match. And as I look at the card here, by the way, before we go any further, I believe it is very likely that the three of us are going to pick the same winner in every single match on this card. If we did this before a WWE pay-per-view, I'm not saying this in negative, everybody. I'm just pointing this out. I would bet you anything that we would have different opinions about almost every single match. Am I wrong? I believe I don't you would know. Be you wrong. never
6: know. We might have some surprises here today.
3: All right. Well, let's see. Orange Cassidy and John Silver.
6: I'm going with Orange Cassidy. Even though John Silver has gotten himself over, I think that Orange Cassidy definitely needs a win.
5: I think that... Well, go ahead, Mike. Now, I was going to say the same thing, actually. I would love to see John Silver go over here, but the reality is is Orange Cassidy, uh, I'm not saying he's got to be super protected or anything like that, but uh, getting a, a win over John Silver would be a good thing. I believe that Orange Cassidy
3: is winning. I see no reason to put him over Chris Jericho and then just have him lose a bunch of matches. He went for the TNT title. He didn't win it. I think that it's time for Orange Cassidy... To get a big win. Although I don't know how big a win it is over John Silver at this point, but a big win nonetheless. Chris Jericho and MJF.
6: I'm definitely going with MJF. I do think my prediction is that he is going to be the new leader of the inner circle. And I do think that the inner circle will turn on Jericho. But the big question mark for me is, will Sammy Guevara be the one leading the turn? Or will he be the one to sort of stick with Chris Jericho? So that's where I see this whole thing playing out.
5: Mike? Man, I can't look at it out that far because I, I would hope that if there's going to be a turn, it's going to be way later on down the line. But what I could definitely see is maybe Sammy Guevara maybe tripping up here a little bit. Maybe he's got a pair of brass knucks or something like that that he he intercepts from Wardlow and he does something where he accidentally, at least for right now seems like, accidentally costs Chris Jericho the uh, the shot and MJF is in the inner circle. All right, before I make my
3: prediction here, I just want to clarify something here. That tomorrow night, Denise's show will not only be for Twitch homies, Twitch subscribers. It's free for everybody. So if you're watching this show, if you're watching this show on Twitch right now, you can watch tomorrow's show just like you watched this one. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to do Amazon Prime. Nothing. It's free for everybody. So oh. yeah. There you go. That's the kind of guy I am. Yeah. Okay. As, as I was just alerted, better,
6: it. the more the merrier.
3: I was just alerted to it. Is actually what happened. But okay, <laughs> Thank so you, producers, here's the thing. I believe that at the end of the day, Denise, you're correct, and I agree that MJF is winning this match. But I do not think that there is going to be a big turn tomorrow. I think that tomorrow MJF is going to beat Jericho, and I think he's going to do it in a dastardly, underhanded manner. Because Jericho basically asked him to do that. He asked to see his killer instinct. So I think that MJF is going to do something dastardly tomorrow. He's going to beat Chris Jericho. He's going to join the inner circle. And then obviously, we're going to have a bunch of fun stuff with Jericho and MJF on the same team for a while. Then later, they do the big breakup. And it will actually make sense because the inner circle... I'm not going to say that they're going to see Jericho as the loser, but they're going to see that MJF has more of a killer instinct. So everything Mm -hmm. that Jericho Mm -hmm. asked the guy to do, he's going to do, which ultimately is going to lead to his crew turning on him. Jericho goes babyface, and my guess would be that Sammy goes babyface with him. But that, I think, is a long ways down the road. But I think tomorrow, MJF needs to beat him via underhanded
5: tactics. That's where I think this is going. And see that, look, we all have the same winner, but completely different ways to actually get there and what we think could happen. So there you go. There's where the difference is going to lie with us. All right, we got Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose for the women's
3: title.
6: This one is kind of complicated, and it's complicated in the sense of there hasn't really been a belt to this whatsoever. So my thing is, does it even matter Who even wins this match just because there hasn't really been an emphasis on the AEW Women's Champion. So one could argue that it could go either way. And now I'm going to go with Sheeta just because I do think that she should have a proper run as the AEW Women's Champion. However, if Nyla Rose were to win, I don't think it would necessarily make a difference right now. And I did speak to Nyla Rose and she told me, have patience. So I'm having patience.
5: Yeah, you could always hotshot the title to get something going with the, you know, the women's title situation. And I don't think anybody would be too upset about that if you went ahead and did it, but Hikaru Shida getting the victory here, I think would be, you know, just a good way to continue to establish her dominance. And I can foresee a title change happening on this show. I just don't think this is going to be it. And I think if you're going to do the other one a little bit later on, which we'll, we'll get to, uh, I would say go ahead and keep the title on Shida here. All I know is that this match came out of nowhere
3: like a week ago. And I feel like if this had been the plan, they would have done a better job building this up prior to a week ago. So I I am not reporting this because I don't know. But it feels like there was another match planned here. And for whatever reason, it was looking like it was going to fall through. And so they put Nyla in there. So I do not think that Nyla is winning. I think that Sheeta is going to retain the title. And we'll see if somebody runs in afterwards or maybe nobody. Maybe whoever is next in line isn't ready right now. And that's why this match is taking place and they won't be there on Saturday night. I have no idea. But I do think that Sheeta is winning. Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara Elite Deletion
6: definitely matt hardy i think that he should win just so that they can officially end this feud close it up and just have matt hardy win and he's good at this stuff so you know it's going to be fun
5: i think we know the most important thing uh coming out of this match since it was taped in advance is that both men are still alive and walking and that's very good so uh matt hardy gets the victory here and uh, it'll be interesting to see what stops they actually pull out visually when it comes to this thing We've
3: got... Oh, by the way, my prediction, yes. By the way, we're all on the same page for every match so far. Matt Hardy is winning this match. I think that when they did that match where Matt Hardy almost killed himself, if you look at the way the match was designed, I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be the blow-off. Maybe it wasn't, actually, now that I think about it. Maybe this had been planned for a long time. But one way or the other, I think it's getting blown off here. Babyface goes over, and we move on with our lives. But I will say... Of all the matches, this could be the one where I'm wrong, but I'm still predicting Matt Hardy. John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, I quit for the AW title.
6: John Moxley and the interesting part for me is how are they going to make somebody like Eddie Kingston quit I mean he's definitely has you know this badass character so it's going to be very it's going to have to be a very creative way if they're going to have him quit it's going to have to be done very uh, differently and exciting so I am excited to see how this match is going to end but I do definitely see John Moxley retaining because there's still so much leg in him as a champion and still so many dream matches that I want to see with Jon Moxley and other people like Kenny Omega and even Hangman page and so many others
5: yeah i think for me it really gets down to the drama in this is ultimately how do you get out of this and make eddie kingston say i quit eddie kingston and maybe he doesn't say i quit and i know this is a Is an old thing to do, but they got that old guy there, Tully Blanchard, who was in one of those I Quit matches, the most famous I Quit match arguably of all time against Magnum TA, and that's where a lot of these guys in that company uh, are weaned from, that old stuff with Dusty and everything, and if he screams out yes, 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 or something like that, the referee rings the bell. We have another case where Eddie Kingston can say, hey, man, I didn't lose this match, and maybe you can't do that too much, but I got faith in Eddie Kingston as a character where if they decide to go in that direction, he'll hold up to it. All right, very quickly, I think there's only two possible
3: finishes for this match, and that is that John Moxley either gives him such a vicious beating that he actually says, I quit, or it's Mike's idea where the referee says, do you quit, and he says yes, and Moxley wins, And even though Eddie did quit, he can claim he never said the words. But if I had to pick between those two, it's A.W., my prediction would be that Moxley gives him such a vicious beating that Eddie Kingston says, I quit, and Moxley wins. FTR versus the Young Bucks Tag Team Titles.
6: See, okay, this one, I think I'm a little bit torn because of the stipulation. I was like, all right, well, then maybe it should be Young Bucks because we already saw this whole thing play out with Cody Rhodes in the past. So I thought, all right, I'm going to go with the Young Bucks. But given Matt Jackson's injury, I'm like, oh, maybe it's going to be FTR. But I'm just going to go ahead and just pick the Young Bucks for this one.
5: I don't want to say the build up to this feud has sucked, but it has been very uninspiring and has gone off the rails in too many places, in my opinion, but... I think all of that goes away after the match because I think it's going to be spectacular. I don't know why they decided to add this rider in. I guess it's just because the Young Bucks have been freaking out that they decided to push themselves to the limit and back themselves into a corner like this. But I think ultimately they're going to win, win the titles, and that will be the big title change of the night. Young Bucks will come out of here
3: the tag team champions. All right, we've got two more. Very quickly, Cody Rhodes and Darby
5: Allin.
6: Definitely Darby Allen. I think that he should be TNT champion.
5: I feel the same way, actually, on that one, too. I think it's time. I believe
3: that Darby is getting his big win tomorrow. I think that's why they closed out the show with the Cody Rhodes promo on him. That was the main event segment on that show. I find it hard to believe that of all of the things on the go-home show, you close with that big promo and angle, and then Cody just beats the guy. So I think Darby's leading with the title. When we come back... Kenny Omega Hangman Page. Stick around, everybody. Observer Live.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian
3: Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Denise Salcedo joining us. We only got a few moments very quickly. Denise, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, finals of this
5: tournament.
6: Kenny Omega all the way. This is his time.
5: Mike? Hangman Page. There you go. I'm different really? from all of you. Hangman Page. Wow.
3: Yes. The first person to go the other direction. I'm going with Kenny Omega. So, Mike, you're on an island here, buddy. You're either right or you're wrong. And we
5: know how this is going to end up. You're wrong. No. But that's never, all right. You don't know that. We'll right. have to wait for Denise on Saturday night to find that Saturday
3: out. Saturday night, Denise. Twitch.tv slash F4W video. Free for everybody. You do not have to be a Twitch subscriber. Anybody. Can go up to twitch.tv slash f 4 video, watch your post show, tell everybody about Saturday and also your normal Wednesday show.
6: Exactly. So you heard it, Saturday night. Please come through to the Twitch channel. Again, free for everybody. Come on in. This is going to be my first ever Twitch stream, like, ever, so I'm very excited oh, about it. Man. However, if you do watch all of my weekly Wednesday shows on the YouTube channel, I you can expect something similar a very interactive stream where i really get everybody's opinions even if they differ from mine it's totally okay we kind of argue a little bit but it's kind of fun to do that on the show so come on in it's going to be a great time to chat about that and please do not forget to check out my show speak now pro wrestling every wednesday on the f4w online youtube channel every wednesday night make sure to subscribe turn on your bell and just be there because it's a really good time
3: it's right, the one show where if you disagree, you're not going to get yelled at. So check it out,
2: everybody.
3: Exactly. Denise, I want to thank you so much for doing the show today. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Saturday night, twitch.tv slash F4W video, the full gear post show. And we'll see you on Sunday, and we'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.